Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Well, welcome in. We continue our NFL draft series where we cover top prospects through the lens of the beat writers that have covered them for the last three or four years. And uh, I'm really excited about this next podcast. We're going to talk about Georgia D lineman Trayvon Walker. He really shot up the draft boards with his combine performance. And I mean, what a performance it was. I mean, he put a 4.51 40-yard dash. That was... 0.23 seconds faster than Aiden Hutchinson, who, if you listen to my earlier podcast, I believe we did him first. He's expected to be the first pass rusher off the board, first or second. Trayvon Walker also had a 35.5-inch vertical, a 10-3 broad jump, and a 6.89-second three-cone drill. And he's 6'5 and 272 pounds. He was a basketball player in high school. He was on kickoff coverage teams as a freshman, and he really wowed people with his combine performance, so much so that a lot of people not only have the Texans mocked to take him, but even the Detroit Lions, who picked number two overall. Uh, There are some drafts that have the Lions taking Trayvon Walker. So what did he really do to garner that sort of attention following the combine? Was it there all along? Were people not seeing it? Should we take this with a grain of salt? I mean, where does he really land in the draft process? But you know what? This Georgia defensive group is so talented. They've got eight different players at the Combine. So when you're playing with a group that talented, the fact that he was able to really stand out last year in that championship run and make some big plays against Alabama really says a lot about him. And I think his Combine performance said even more. And now people, if they weren't noticing Trayvon Walker before, they really started to notice him now. So... This time, I am going to chat with John Shelton. He uh, is with the UGA Wire, and you can follow him at JC underscore Shelton underscore. We're going to chat about some Trayvon Walker and where he expects him to land in the draft. And, you know, is his combine performance a surprise or is it the fact that he was not mocked in the top five or ten? more of a surprise. Anyway, we're going to get into all that, plus what Walker does best and how he could fit in with an NFL team. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. It's the Deep Slam podcast presented by Xfinity. JC, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. And I know there's so many Georgia players to cover in this draft process, but I want to get your thoughts on Trayvon Walker. So welcome. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me, DP. Um, great to be here. And, and you're right. I mean, there's so many Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, we look at the combine. We had 14 guys. So, you know, I'm sitting around watching hours and hours of combine and I'm catching <laughs> a Georgia Bulldog almost in every hour. It was fun to watch these guys who I've covered for a while, you know, get a chance to really show off their talents. And one guy that really stands out here is Trayvon Walker and who we're talking about here. I mean, just the way he performed in this combine to me is what's really shot him up draft boards. Like you said, it, we, we were talking um, before we started recording about how, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere, um, how draft boards all of a sudden had him top five. I know McShay, Todd McShay of ESPN has him at number five right now going off. Um, and that's after his combine performance where he went, you know, he's 6'5", 272. His reach is incredible. He runs a 4.51 on the 40, 6.89, three cone, um, 35.5 vert. And that 10-3 broad. So the jumps right there is vertical and his broad and his 40 to me shows just the athletic ability he has from the jump. As a guy who's 272 pounds 
and can jump and move like that. Um, it just shows you what he can do against blockers, oncoming blockers. He can show you what he can do in the pass rush game um, against, you know, NFL left tackles and right tackles. You have to be explosive. Um, those guys are really quick and they're, and they're huge, right? So you've got to get push off those guys. And that shows me just those, those quick times and those drills that he has what it takes. Um, and it's kind of a weird situation from him at Georgia. I mean, he came in in 2018, five-star recruit, highly coveted out of Thomason, Georgia. Uh, number two defensive tackle in that class by 247 Sports. You know, he, he kind of sat behind some really talented guys at Georgia because Kirby Smart, he doesn't really play around uh, with the defensive line guys. I mean, he wants to stack as many, you know, blue chip recruits along that defensive line as possible. And what that does is, I mean, it allows Georgia um, and Kirby Smart's defense to rotate guys in, right? So you have guys who, like Jordan Davis in this draft, same draft, Devontae Wyatt. Um, these guys are really good. They weren't on the field all the time, right? They're rotating on and off. And so that's why Alabama kind of caught Georgia off guard in the championship by going hurry up and keeping the guys on the field who weren't used to being there a long time. Well, Trayvon Walker, he's the number one Georgia defender as far as defensive line and playing time this year. 56% um, of his plays, he was on the, on the field for the defense, um, which is tops the defensive line. Um, he led the team 36 QB hurries. And then one of his best games was that national championship versus Bama. Seven pressures in that game. And you want to talk about his personality a little bit. He was named team captain for two games this year, um, which is a big sign. You know, if you're, if you're looking for a guy who can come in and contribute, you know, put his head down, work hard, um, and have a good attitude about him, I think Trayvon is that guy just because what that shows us as being a team captain for this Georgia team, a team that went on to the national championship. So really, I think there's a lot of good signs at point for Walker, and that's why he's kind of climbing up here. You look at even his best games, let's say the best opponents Georgia played this year, you know, Clemson, you know, Michigan, Alabama, we'll throw Kentucky in there, Auburn, a lot of blue chip guys there. He had a sack versus each one of those teams. So I think he really plays up to his opponents as well. And just like I said, that, that physical freak that he already is, you can only build upon that. All right. That's, there's a lot to unpack there. So let's start where you begin with the combine performance. I want to ask you, since you've covered him, what surprised you more? Uh, the fact that he garnered the sort of attention he did with his combine performance or that he wasn't already on everyone's radar heading into the combine. The fact that he's a top five pick, possibly top one or two, according to some mock drafts. I mean, does that come as a surprise to you now, considering he wasn't really on anyone's radar before? Or, or did the combine performance itself surprise you? Well, I would say I was really surprised on the combine performance just because what I knew from listening to the guys who had been working him out and getting him prepared for the combine, just the way he had been putting up the numbers that he had. So I think, you know, the consensus, at least with the football writers here for, at Georgia, we kind of expected a big combine performance from him, along with Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis. Those guys were really just athletic freaks for their size. You know, but I will say just the aspect of him playing behind some really talented guys at Georgia and sharing time. And again, that defensive line, you know, blueprint for the Kirby Smart and the Georgia team is to rotate these guys. So he's not going to be on all the time, which is, you know, that'd be a good thing too. If you're thinking as an NFL team, you know, the miles on that guy's body, think of it like a, almost like a running back, you know, how many carries he gets. Well, you know, Trayvon, he hasn't been on the field as much as some other defensive linemen in this class. So he's got more fresh legs here. Um, he's got, you know, one of the best defensive minds in college football coaching him up for the last four years. So I think that the signs is good for that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame um, anybody for not seeing Trayvon here just because like I said, the reps he got at Georgia. Yeah. Let's talk about those reps because you talked about all the Georgia guys that were at the combine eight 
players from that defense were at the combine. So, you know, when he's playing with a group of, of guys as talented as, as that front was, you know, how did he overcome that to get the meaningful snaps last year? Like, what did he do to really separate himself from some of the other defensive players for Georgia? Well, I think it started, you know, in his freshman season, even though he was playing behind some some really good senior guys who have been playing and have been starting for three years at that point. Malik Herring stands out as one of the guys that was was above him when he was a freshman. Um, he came in and he still contributed. He still played 12 games, which is big when you look at it because of how many defensive linemen and, and you know, four and five star guys Georgia has on the team. So they knew that he was an athletic freak and somebody who could grow into a, a, a guy who could set the edge as a three, four defensive end, um, as well as develop into more of a pass rusher. That's what I'm looking forward to see uh, in his development in the next few years at the next level is his pass rushing development because Georgia and our system necessarily doesn't ask him to do that. Uh, we ask more of our outside linebackers to get that pass rush in. So I'm interested to see what his ability can be as a pass rusher in the future. I think it'll be big for him. Um, but like I said, you know, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis are on that defensive line this year. We had Jermaine Johnson who transferred to Florida State, and he's looking like a ten, top 10 pick too. I mean, he was on this team last year. So he, he's used to sharing time with those guys, but I think it could only make you better playing with guys like that right next to you. So I think he's, he's almost used to that NFL type, you know, the, the guy next to you can take your job. And he's also a really, really good player too. So he's used to playing with those really good guys. He's listed as an interior defensive lineman mostly, but I've heard him talk about how he likes to play outside and along different spots on that D line. How much did Georgia move him up and down the defensive line when he was there? And do you think he made the case for himself to be an every down player? If, if that case were to present itself. Yeah, so he did get a lot of looks, not only in the interior, but also in the outside. And honestly, Georgia liked to use him more on the outside. So he's 272, but the way he could outrun guys, we, we saw 4-5-1 in the 40 at 272 is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's scary. If I'm a running back or quarterback, I'm scared for my life if that guy's running for me right there. That's like not as bad as Jordan Davis at 340, uh, but it, it's crazy to think because you can use that speed as an outside guy and the size to close off the edge, but still reach and get running backs and get maybe these tight ends who are coming out in the flats and get the speed to get them. So I think he's really benefited from that, um, from Georgia, kind of use him in different places because he has tape at, at, at multiple positions. So it can only help him. And I think, like I said, on the outside, I think he's going to surprise some people um, in his first few years of the way he can play on the outside. Yeah, I was going to ask you the strengths of his game compared to some of his other teammates, but it sounds like it's his speed and his versatility. I was reading somewhere that he played high school basketball. They won 71 consecutive games and back-to-back -back championships. And I saw footage of him mm -hmm. running. I mean, do you think that's going to be the thing that really separates him? Is, is his athleticism and his versatility from the other guys who are going to go in this draft class? I really do. Um, I think that's what it is. And, you know, those stats I gave you earlier with his cone drills and, and those things really show me that. Uh, just the versatility of his athleticism there. But what that kind of translates to as his position is being able to not only use his size to take on blocks, but also, you know, ranging, right? Chasing guys down. He was one of the best tacklers on the team. I mean, he doesn't miss tacklers because he has that speed and the size and the reach to get guys. And once he gets you, you're going down. It also, he had two pass breakups this year as well. Georgia dropped him in coverage every now and then. When we, we do a lot of stunts, um, so you're going to send your linebackers and you're going to drop maybe a three, four defensive end like Trayvon Walker. So he's dropped before as well. And we, we know from those drills and his 40, the way he can move, the way he could bend at the knees as well in those drills, 
that he can drop back and cover a running back if he needs to, or maybe, you know, flash and, and cover a tight end over the middle if he needs to. You can use him in multiple ways. I think that's, like you said, one of the biggest parts of his game, athleticism, makes him a Swiss Army knife. You, you mentioned the championship run and some of the big games that he had last year, but in your time covering him, what's a memorable game or a moment or, or a, a matchup of Trayvon Walker's that, that really stands out in your mind? I know he had those seven uh, QB pressures uh, versus Alabama. He had another really good game against Clemson, uh, which was big. And that was the first game of the year. So you're coming out, emotions are high. You know, you're not necessarily in game shape yet. So it's a big game for guys to kind of gauge where they're at heading into that. And for him, it was that final season he was going to head to the draft, it, you know, barring any injuries. He came out and he played great. And it was a tough, tough game. I don't know. If you remember, but it was 10 to three into the score. Georgia won by a touchdown, but it was back and forth, a defensive battle. Both offenses really had trouble, but you look back and it was a top five defense for both teams, Clemson and Georgia, um, which is probably a big reason why. But, you know, at the biggest moments, you know, Trayvon Walker gets that sack versus DJ towards the end of the game and really helped close that game out for Georgia. And like I said, it was just a touchdown difference. So that that game was huge. And, you know, Georgia went on to win a national championship. But I just I think the way he was able to play really well and in a clutch moment, you know, get that sack versus DJ against a really good team in Clemson. And a guys, I mean, a bunch of NFL guys on that team as well. Um, so I think his performance there, and then you just pair that with Alabama and those seven quarterback pressures against. And you get those quarterback pressures versus Bryce Young, and it's something to say because he gets rid of it so quickly, right? Um, so I think those are really two that stand out to me. All right. What about his personality? What's he like off the field? I mean, how much did you get a chance to get to know him? And what's his personality like? Yeah. So I mentioned the the couple of games he was able to uh, be captain for Georgia, which is big. When you Kirby smart, he doesn't give those to everybody. Uh, he really expects a lot out of his senior leaders. So, you know, Trayvon getting two of those games this year, I think points to a, a good place in, in his personality and his accountability as a leader and a player. You know, I haven't heard of any issues that any of the coaches had with him during his time. He's always been a, a, a kind of a lower emotion guy, you know, keeps to himself, but he's a leader by example, uh, right? Because, you know, we saw him, you know, play really well in these clutch moments and guys look up to him. Those guys who are underneath and, and playing like Tramel Warther, he's, he's going to come in next year and, and take that place from Trayvon. You know, that him and his mentorship for him, I think has really paid dividends because I've heard nothing but good things um, this offseason from Tramel about Trayvon. So I really think he's in a good spot to, um, you know, as he enters the NFL and, and, you know, coming from those Georgia practices and a lot of good leadership they have here at UGA, I think he's in a good spot. I really do. So what about, I know there's so many players from Georgia that are going to be drafted this year. It's just such a talented team. Uh, you know, if there are one or two players that really stand out in your mind that you think could instantly become uh, contributors on an NFL team, who would those be that maybe Texans fans should look out for? You know, he, he has been talked about a lot in, in the combine process. I know he didn't run. The Kobe Dean to me stands out so much. I, I don't know why he's not, you know, talked more about a top 10 pick. Um, I can see him going top 10 easily just because he is the Buckets Award winner. Last year, best linebacker. He won it in high school. He had over a 4.0 GPA here at Georgia. And the way he can range, and you, we saw it in plays against Florida, especially, go back and look at that game. I mean, he's running 60 yards across the field and taking a running back out five yards in the flat just from a play he diagnosed. The vocal leader by far of this Georgia defense the last two years. He reminds me so much of Roquan Smith if we remember just in Georgia's national championship run in 2017 um, when he was coming out, you know, there's been knocks around his size 
you know, the same knocks happened to Roquan Smith and he was coming out and Roquan's, you know, one of the best young linebackers in the league. So Kobe Dean is one to keep your eye out on. I think he's, he's day one contributor um, as a rookie. I really do. He does not miss tackles. Um, he could diagnose plays. I'm interested to see what he runs on his pro day. I think he's going to really surprise people in that 40 and his quickness and his short range quickness as well. So that's one player to look, but as you said, there's so many I can maybe choose from. Lewis Seen at safety is another one that really stands out to me. Another guy who just doesn't miss tackles and really can range. He, he, had a, he ran a great 40. That was the knock on him coming in to the combine, but he ran under a 4-5. I think it was 4-4-3, four, four, I want to say. Um, no, it was, it was a 4-3. He ran in the 4-3 range. So it was a great combine from Lewis as well. So, But yeah, there's a lot of guys to choose from here. All right. Looking forward to it. That's J.C. Shelton covers Georgia Bulldogs for UGA Live. And you can also catch his podcast, UGA Football Live with J.C. Shelton. J.C., thank you so much for the time. We're looking forward to seeing where all these Georgia Bulldogs land. Thanks, D.P. Yeah, me as well. It's, it's going to be a fun draft. Great insight from J.C. Shelton. He likes linebacker Nicobe Dean, among other players in this year's draft class, Jordan Davis. I kind of put him on the spot because Georgia has so many players. They had more players than any other school, like I mentioned, at the Combine. So uh, it's going to be a very Bulldog-heavy draft in 2022. So I think you really can't go wrong. But if you want to follow more of his work, you can follow him on Twitter at J.C. underscore Shelton underscore that's S-H-E-L-T-O-N. And we're going to keep the draft series rolling along, but that's going to do it for the one uh, today on Trayvon Walker. Very curious to see where he lands. And if you check out any of our mock drafts on HoustonTexans.com, five different mock drafts had us taking Trayvon Walker with the number three overall pick. So I thought, we got to do a podcast on this guy. We have absolutely got to get to know Trayvon Walker and, uh, you know, what the allure is behind him, especially after that combine performance. So, be interesting to see where he goes. That's going to do it for our podcast, though, for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. And as always, go Texans.